Welcome back, everybody, and thank you again for tuning in. We have some new things coming your way, but for now, be sure to find us on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter during matches and send Premier League updates, too, but we're always down to have a chat with fans all over the globe. We're also on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and run our live shows on Twitch. Click subscribe and join the conversation when we record. And as always, let us know what you think. The beautiful game is for everyone to enjoy, so keep us posted on what you want to hear more of. Now, let's have a beer. Welcome to the live stream. It's the Howlers Podcast, episode 111. 111. Look at us. Look at us. It's also warm out now, so vibes are good. Weather's good. We're all kind of sweaty was essentially what that Spirits means. Spirits are high. <laughs> Andrew's cracked a window, and I think that helped exponentially. Oh, yeah. I that feel breeze better. is nice. I feel less feverish on my end. Uh, guys, everybody's drinking a beer, so let's get started. Let's waste no time. We, first and foremost, get to shout out our distributor. Or well, like supplier, <laughs> who we like to call a supplier, uh, craft beer seller. They always have the beer um, ready to go, and we are all drinking. Well, no, nope, not me. We're all drinking director besides Connor, but I'll go first. Um, I have the per. What is that? Is that what that says? Pert. Pert. Andrew, you had all time to read the can. Well, well, I go, well, it says pert up top, but it's berry party. It's berry party paradise. Party. Fruited sour. I actually haven't drank it yet, but. It's, it's really good. I have the same thing. Give it a swig. Jalen's got the same thing. Mm. It's not as thick as the smoothie, so I, like I kind of like it. I'm pouring Ooh, mine, That is too. really tasty. Yeah. We all got glasses going. Yeah, I think, we're rocking I think there's notes of blueberry in there. <laughs> There's it's a safe bet. I'm just joking. joking. Slight notes. I think there's a berry in there. <laughs> no, it's very good. It's very tasty. Connor, is good stuff. You having your tall, skinny tube over there? Um, yeah. So this <laughs> was a straight up mystery, but it's 4:50 north. I know we've been drinking a lot of that, and they seem to have this SpongeBob theme running strong. This is simply called the secret formula. So I had no idea. It doesn't offer any like flavors or fruit of what's in it but it does yeah. say it's a slushy double xl smoothie style taste it, sour man. ale on. it looks like we got some citrusy fruits in there we're looking like a strong sunny d yeah <laughs> yeah or it's just sunny d bated breath a mango juice or something <laughs> if only i had cut it out proper man. um i'm going at big tangerine so citrus is there i don't know what else might be in it pineapple orange that tangerine, I guess, is the same. But there's also a either. <laughs> I a, guess we'll never know. It's like a vanilla. It's one of the sweet notes. I don't know maybe which it's, it is. Maybe it's some marshmallow that added a little creamy it in could there be, to, yeah. to, to negative I mean, out the tang. Yeah. That would be kind of like a creamsicle if you had a little tangerine marshmallow. People what? know we drink beer and they're like, maybe they'll just have a nice, a nice normal IPA. But we're like, no, nah, we have the triple fruited mango, <laughs> double sour, chitty, chitty, bang, bang. We haven't had a normal IPA on here in a minute. My, really my summer, uh, my summer goals don't, don't uh, align with IPAs. So. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> Andrew is the only one keeping us grounded. <laughs> He's taking flight. I've taken, <laughs> I've completely jumped off the ship. We're just drinking beers with tons of bubbles at the top of them now. <laughs> I know. What is that? It's like West Ham. What? Literally, this is this is West Ham. Tristan, your beer. 
Oh, shit, you're right. I'm having a beer, too. Um, this is from Drecker out of Fargo, North Dakota. This is Chonk, Spumoni Sunday Sour. I don't know what Spumoni is. I think that might be its own type of dessert. Something I'll probably Google after the episode ends tonight, and then I'll go to sleep and carry on living my life. But uh, in terms of gimmicks, we have cherry, we have chocolate ice cream, we have pistachios, and we have lactose, which is adding the, the thickness to it. So Let me give the gimmicks on these two. It's blueberry, good. blackberry, plum, key lime, and cream of coconut. Oh, shit. That's a nice little profile. Yeah. Interesting. Right on. Key lime. Well, I mean, coconut. I, it, we had an insane weekend in the Premier League. I feel like we've said this now for like 37 weeks because uh, every weekend has in its own right been kind of crazy. But we start off with United, Andrew. Uh, I mean, I feel like each week there's you try to avoid saying the same thing, but the problem with the United is they have a lot of the same issues. However, yeah, some exciting news. It's looking like next season you might have some more reasons to smile. I would hope for you, but uh, what do you feel about the whole Ten Hag saga, the Ten Haga, if you will? Well, I mean, th- thankfully that that's been done. So I'm just hoping that more things behind the behind. I guess doors. who will he bring in, and who do you hope? You know, who do you? Th- yeah. So I think the are? I think the biggest transfer potentially of the summer and for United is Frank de Young. And back a couple of weeks ago, we, we know from Jared Romero, he had reported that the deal was, there's a 95% chance the deal is going to go through, which I don't know how you get those numbers, but yeah, it's a crazy, <laughs> like you just add that like 90, like that 5% yeah. to say like, you can't hold it against you me. You can't say a hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say a hundred that hey, time. Hey boys, we can make a business in doing that. So yeah. yeah. Might have to get on that. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. right. Exactly. But um, so there, and the whole idea of it, the whole report was the deal was going to get done by the end of the month of May. Uh, we now are getting reports from, as of today recently, that Frankie de Young's goal is to stay in the Champions League, and obviously Manchester United will not be in the Champions League next season. And Javi would like to keep him, but also there's financial uh, financial situation going on over at Barcelona, and Joan Laporta is reported saying, I don't know if we will sell important players. If we complete some deals, maybe it won't be needed. Priority is our financial situation. So clearly, yeah, let's spend it on Aspilicueta and Marcus. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting where they're putting their investment and whether or not when they have players like obviously Frank De Young that is a is a talent is a top class player. But it's good for me, and hopefully they look to offload him. And I think if he were if he were to leave, I don't see him going anywhere else other than Manchester United, just because of Ten Hag and their relationship and what they did together at Ajax. Uh, a couple other names who have been reported on. Anthony, highly touted, had a great season in Ajax, 20, uh, 22 years old. So cool. 33 yeah, appearances, very cool player. 12 goals, 10 assists in all competitions. So that looks like a vulture, though. <laughs> <laughs> a vulture full of pace and you know technical ability. Sure. Uh, so he's been, he, I think he was like one of their star players last season. So definitely a player to look, keep an eye out for. Other names that have been thrown out, Darwin Nunez. The Uruguayan striker from Benfica. Connor has just lifted his head up as soon as you said that name. Almost yeah. like his team might be going after him as well, but but carry on. Crazy. I don't think you, I mean, yeah, I guess you guys could probably use him, but I feel like he wouldn't fit your system. That's just me, though. Anyone fits our system. No, that's totally <laughs> not true. That's, 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 that's the most totally false not statement I've ever heard. He's, he's a high-energy guy, so but I, I, I like, could see him. And he, he has the ability to drop deep. No, he does, but I just think considering, uh, we're not going to get into that, but I just, I don't see it happening. Because I want to make United. Paul Torres, the Spanish center back, 25. He's from Villarreal. Obviously, Villarreal did wonders in the Champions League this season. And he was one of their you know, main men that was um, in the back line. Uh, and then lastly, Jiren Timber, the Dutch center back from Ajax. 
obviously relationship with uh, Ten Hag. I think he'd like to keep that relationship going. Same with Anthony. I hope these players are, you know, swayed, swayed the right way. And I hope whatever, it's not just like, I want these players at United. I want them to be sold on an idea that they can actually come here and win things. Cause yes, we can get any player we want with the money that we have. But I think when you're any type of player at any level going to a situation, to a club, to a college, to university, to whatever it may be, you want to be sold um, on the right in- intentions that, you know, or bought on the right intentions that we're going to win things and you're going to be a part of that. So yeah, I hope that, uh, you know, maybe half of these signings get made. Per, uh, I'd be in, in terms of De Jong, which I think is the one that stands out to all of us the most. I mean, I would be just shocked if United were able to pull this off and that's even with Log, like there's just certain guys and, and I think it, they're ageless, they're positionless. It's that's, that's not how you go by it, but there's just some guys who champions league has always been the most important thing to them. Yeah. So even before, DeYoung's coming out. I'm not sure if he came out and explicitly stated it for if it was like his manager that did. It was just reports that his his main. It's been no like since January because yeah. I remember he was linked with Chelsea heavy in the winter. Right, winter because uh, they just he's the most expensive player they can sell. Yeah, I think uh, there are a, a group of of players at Barcelona that uh, would help finances if they were able to offload them. I, I feel like DeYoung is the one guy who wouldn't go. I think. Again, as I've said, Champions League is the number one thing to him. So his I think age too, I think. His age, yeah. he has lots of time. I mean, Ten Hag hopefully is at United for a while, and you know he he's able to make this move later on. I'm sure he does have a good relationship with Ten Hag, but Ten Hag has to also understand. You know, he did a lot of the business when when all these Ajax guys were leaving, when Delict went, when De Jong initially went. Like he has a pretty good idea, I think, of how they all are. And I'm mean, Champions League is important to Ajax as a club in general because. You know they're they're going to win their league a lot of the years. There's it's not as competitive, but that's where those clubs really shine the most. So I think that was that's just been ingrained in his brain, and now it's like something that he. It's just like playing in the top flight. It would be like not, it would be like playing for a championship team almost if he if he were to move to a team that wasn't in Champions League. Not to call United that, but like just based on his experience, yeah, and, and he, how he views the Champions League. I think every player views it as the prestigious tournament because it is, but also. When you come from, like you said, from the history of Ajax, the history of Barcelona is Champions League too. So, I think that's a good point. I would, I, I, he's the number one signing I'd want to go for, just because we've been missing a midfielder, a player who can be a box to box like De Jong, who can control the tempo oh, yeah. of the game, who can break up play. Um, he's kind of, he's pretty big, I'd say. He's pretty tall, presence in the midfield. He's not like a, yeah. he's not like a beefy player, but by any means, but he's like a maestro, like. Agile type, exactly. Yeah, and he would make the. I think he would make the Premier League a lot better, and that's what I'm always drawn to. I I love when when the best players come to the Premier League, even if it means my team has to play them. You know, like that's always been. I think, and I think across the board too, because then it's just you have a little bit more pride in the league that you're watching the most. And when people say it's the most high level, you can use backup reasons as to why. You know, then that's and even that's debatable in itself, but. Even then, it's like he's one of those guys where I hope he makes his way to the Premier League at some point. Yeah, yeah. Good and for everybody. Like, we we all have been saying obviously how like shambolic United have been, but the other thing that we have been saying so consistently is the fact that like their midfield is the leading cause of their failure. Right. So if they could sort that out this summer, yeah, the team around them isn't necessarily all that bad. If Ronaldo stays, it's definitely not bad. You have players, <laughs> and you have proven. Like the back line has also been full of mistakes and stuff along those lines, but if they can play out, there are people checking to them. Like that could go a long way if they can sort out the midfield, bring in a player like De Jong, get Van de Beek on form. Like 
United might not be all that bad off. They might be top four next yeah. season. Top, you bring up an awesome three. point in Van de Beek because we would all love to see a revitalization there. Um, and not that he becomes De Jong essentially, but he kind of can play more of that creative midfield role. Then, then you don't feel like you need to go out and get another really good midfielder because you've had one all along on your bench. You just needed to use him the right way and give him the right chances. So yeah. you kind of avoid the whole midfield creativity problem that you bring up, which is, which is totally the number one thing. But it's like it's nice to think at least there could be some silver lining in that the answer could already be in the team. You just needed to tweak some stuff. No, that makes sense. Wishful thinking, but I mean, yeah. And I think yeah. I, I'm looking forward to Van de Beek's return. I'm looking forward to him to link up with Ten Hag. And I think if I was to pick a pick players out of the bunch I've just listed, obviously I would love for Frankie. And I know you guys mentioned it's probably the longest shot that we could go for, but Frankie and then. Um, the center back too. That would either be like, either Timber. I, I'd my, I'd probably go Paul Torres just because of I'll go Paul Torres. his experience and Timber's really young. Tim, yeah, Timber's very young. Obviously, he has a relationship with Ten Hag, but I think um, Paul Torres, like I mentioned, the experience in the Champions League, experience, and he's twenty five years old. He's been playing for a number of years now, and um, I just those are two players. I want a midfielder and a center back. Darwin Nunez, a striker, he's something we need. We need a young forward. Yes. Too much pressure. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of pressure. It's also not... like high dollar comes with attacking players. Yeah. And yes, he's proven he blew, he blew up in the Champions yeah. League. But like United go out and sign another attacker. Yeah. That's wicked expensive. Even Anthony. On top, on top of Sancho. Like, exactly. And that's not going to... You need to go back to front. Like yeah. you need to analyze where the issues are. You have a creative enough attack that they'll find goals. But... You, you got to stop conceding first. And having a midfield, having ball-playing center backs, that's going to allow you to hold the ball and play a United style of attack that, like, you haven't found in how long now. And with mm-hmm. Frankie, would, like, we all mentioned creativity, and creativity will lead to more opportunities to score, score goals. So Sancho, I mean, hopefully Rasher gets back on form. Ronaldo will still be a, a person to – hopefully he stays, but a person to put goals away. And, um, yeah, I think – those are two players that if we could sign in the summer, I would be okay. I'd be like, good. This is like, this is good. Yeah. It's obviously you the want. It's going to be tough. Yeah, he. Yeah, he like, is going to be tough. And he would be expensive too. Yeah, I think it's like seventy five million. Seventy five. Yeah. Something his like wage that. is going to be expensive. I think it's Dude, I'm pretty. Lot. I'm pretty sure he gets paid a shitload of money. I know he's good, but seventy five is steep. Damn. I mean, it's something you know I haven't spent in the past, but true. <laughs> true. Uh, I mean, it's interesting. I, I feel like this season was a lot of you're going in, going out. Oh, it's going to be a lot of the same issues, but now you you simply don't know what the what the issues will be or if there will be any. And then really fewer. But. Obviously, last thing to touch on: Paul Pogba is uh, looking to to leave at, uh, for the most part. I think Juventus are is probably his destination for the most for what I'm what I'm seeing online and and obviously his his history there. But I mean, I, for me, I think he's a player that. So he, he needs to move on. He's like gone back and forth between the same two clubs. Yeah. <laughs> on freeze. Uh, yeah, on, on freeze. <laughs> well, what about Morata did the same thing with Madrid and Juventus and whatever? Atletico, <laughs> Chelsea. Chelsea. He's yeah. been everywhere. I, on my little game plan here, I put surging Spurs. Now that I think about it, I don't know if I would call a, a penalty win over Burnley surging. That might be kind of a, a, a strong word to use. Not sick. All three points. That's big. And we lost to Burnley earlier this season, one nothing on a header. So, like, we've beaten a team that's taken. That. So you can oh, eat it, Jalen. Okay. Yeah, seriously. So Why, just I say? hold it. No, I'm just, um, I'm just joking. <laughs> Spurs are in the driver's seat. I think that's a, that's a correct statement, especially given the result yesterday, uh, the Arsenal-Newcastle result, which we'll talk about. But um, how are you feeling? Good, really good. I mean, 
so obviously North London Derby was the best day of my life. There's three Spurs games I look back on this season. It's the home win versus City. It's the comeback versus Leicester where Bergwijn scored in like the 150th minute. And then it's the North London Derby from last week. And for the life of me, I can't tell. I think I think North London would be my favorite, looking back, favorite result. But I I thought that was going to have serious lasting effects. And then the Arsenal's match showed that that, that was very true. So it, it's good to be in the driver's seat. We were very fortunate to be playing two really poor teams to end the season. And Arsenal are playing a, a much improved Newcastle side. And now an Everton side that's clawing out of relegation. You don't like to play those clubs at the end of the season. So feeling really, really, really good. And I think the number one thing too that, because obviously I've watching a lot of Arsenal content and they're like, see, the reason that we are in this position is because we didn't make moves in January. I'm thinking, man, like I wasn't unhappy by any means with the signings, but I feel like Bentoncourt and Kulisevsky went, went a little bit under the radar. It was, they were sort of inconspicuous signings and shit. I mean, if Kulu didn't play next to Kane and Son, I'd say he'd be our, our most prolific attacker. And then, Bentancor has changed our midfield really completely, in, in my opinion. So it was good business in January, and now you see where those benefits pay off. Even if it's only getting a few points enough to beat Arsenal and finish in that fourth spot, it's well worth it because the difference between fourth and fifth in Premier League is, is very substantial. So I've been Debbie Downer. Spurs have really put me through the ringer this season. Andrew, you know what that's like. Your team's done the same thing. Yeah, um, don't remind me. <laughs> but it's it's nice to think that they can end on a good little a good little run of games here. It would require a draw at, at the very least. <laughs> Let's hope they Norwich. can do it <laughs> against Norwich, who we One point, <laughs> when we when the when we were doing our little promo here, I was we're all looking at the table. Jalen's like, "Wow, how can anybody have only twenty two points like at this point?" And I'm like, "Was there a worse team? Derby County in 2008 registered eleven points total for the whole season. <laughs> they didn't win a game. So Norwich, you can have your head held high in that regard." Um, but I don't know. Do you guys see like a Spurs slip up on the final match day? It'd be like, very Spursy of that. Yeah, it would be so Spursy. It'd be almost too on the nose. But I feel like yeah. it'd be like a Pookie hat trick. I don't. <laughs> no, I don't even. I personally don't think that will happen. I don't think Conte would like. will have the team. I, set I think because you have like, Conte, it's it's the reason why it won't happen. I think it, if it was any other, stop if, saying that. Even if <laughs> I think, yeah, even if Spurs got Spursy, at the very least, it's a draw. Because well, then Arsenal would need to win their game. They need to beat Everton, which will not be easy based on what Everton are trying to do right now. And Arsenal's form. And I think they need to beat them by like six or seven yeah, goals you have or a something. Heavy goal. So you have a heavy goal advantage. Truly, the worst day of my life would need to happen in order for Arsenal to, to have, finish above Spurs. They but, would have to score like. 15, 15 goals. <laughs> yeah. Could it's happen. Could happen. Saka's in good form. I mean, we, plus it, 24 and Arsenal are plus nine. I mean, I think my, and I think my final point too is, is I didn't think I'd like Conte. It's nearly as much as I did. Like obviously the only real metric Spurs fans have to go off is Potch. But how does this guy relate to Potch? Cause Potch is still kind of the OG coach. Everyone loved. And, Mourinho came with a lot of negativity, a lot of blame. That's just how he is. It's not a judgment. It's a fact. Like he is, he's a he's a coach who will often look out for his his own self when things get rough, and he led us to some good things. But I mean, I, I Conte, I just I I don't have enough good things to say about him. I, and he's the sideline energy. He loves the team. They respond really well to him. He's gotten Kane reinvested, which is a huge thing. So I just think. I think the Premier League doesn't. I think they kind of underestimate how good Conte is really is, and I think once you have a full squad under him next season, if it's Champions Champions League football, which 
you hope you don't miss out on. Um, they're going. I think Spurs is going to be very scary next year just because of Conte, because he's what he can do with teams when he has backing, when he has investment, mm-hmm. and when he has a full. I've been saying this for months now, but when he has a full summer under his belt with the, with the squad, yeah. so it, it goes to show he's a man of simple values, but who stands very strongly behind what he thinks, and not to belittle like his managerial style by any by any means, but like he is willing to do just about anything to keep it very tr- like black and white for his players. I was watching his sit down with Thierry Henry. It was just like a quick oh, clip. so good. But like he was like, I'm willing to like let a player crumble and pull them out of the side if their energy levels aren't like if they're if they're not bringing it in training, he will just take the player out. They won't play him. And like it's as simple as that. There's no right. getting into it with the player. The player needs to bring it. And if they're not pull them out and Conte is willing to do that and call those shots if they're not willing to get behind him in the team. It's such yeah. a mind fuck for players too, because like, if it's he's, only going to make you work harder. It's you know crazy because I mean? like, like it's it's crazy because I mean we all I mean we played and I mean you played a, a different sport, but you know when a coach a coach will take you out and tell you something. In his case, he's just taking you out and not saying a goddamn thing. In training, yeah, he's running in, up and down the touchline <laughs> and screaming. Yeah. And you're like, what does this guy want? So it's but, like, it, it, like you said, it elicits like. High energy, just a motivational, a motivational aspect that doesn't require words spoken to you. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and, that, and it's like I feel like I bring up Mourinho like he's an ex girlfriend. I'm like, <laughs> oh, and she, he was just the worst. Oh, I can't believe I ever put up with that. But it's like <laughs> Mourinho's seated for a majority of the game. His facial expression looks very negative. He really only talks to the coaches a lot of the time. Like Conte could not be more polar opposite of that. He's never seated. He's always standing. I was like, it was, uh, it was the Burnley match. And the stoppage time was going really late, and the refs weren't calling it. And this man is like in the middle of the field, screaming at the refs, like "Stop the game!" Like screaming at him. But he, I mean, the energy is there. He celebrates as hard or harder than anybody on the field when they score. And there's just like a very clear change within the team now. This is a lot of what I was saying when Mourinho was coach. We had kind of a oh, we got a real guy now. We're starting like a real team. So a lot of work to be done. And I also think a lot of our summer business is getting players we already have, like. It's locking down Romero, who's still not permanent. A lot of people don't know it's a two-year loan. So it is. We need to buy <laughs> Romero. <laughs> still. That's so crazy. So, if anyone does a two-year loan at Spurs, come on, uh, just buy him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kulusevski. That's so Daniel Levy. Kulus in, but uh, I think Bentecourt. Bentecourt needs to get. Yeah, yeah. So or no, it's it's flopped. I'll look it it's up. Flopped. It's um, flopped. Um, needs is? to get signed. Bentecourt's Kulu, permanent. Kulu needs to get signed. Bentecourt's permanent. Which like I want them both permanent, so it really doesn't matter to me. I, but, like, I saw that they're probably good. It's like a. It looks like, good. Like a 95% chance that it's going to happen. <laughs> I was nervous Juventus was going to be like, oh, no, no, no. Because no, Apollo's leaving. Right. So then they would need. And, and then these guys have had great showing. So I'm thinking Juventus is going to come calling. But it's looking like they'll do the business. I like that because they've gotten us to where we are. But like when I think of maybe a couple additions we still need, maybe a creative midfielder, another center back, like that'll be difficult because the market's just not great. And there's a lot of other clubs going for those guys. So. We'll I think see. I think Kulu's Conte on an eighteen month loan. Cool. Yeah, it was like it was it was <laughs> a strange, almost as strange as Romero's, which was like a. That full means you two. have him all next season. But I but I but uh, what's his ass? Fab was on Twitter being like, I think they're gonna like because I think they're just yeah, trying they to like buy like buy they him. Should, like, but like, don't like don't make this a borrow Spurs thing. and these long loan deals. Ah, it's just like it's, a it's, Levy, it's Levy, weird. Levy yeah. style. It's weird that the other club like Juventus like was just like yeah sure. 
Right. Like, what? Is it easier for them? Or are they like still then? The event is liked having the option then still? Well, that's, but, that's the whole idea behind a loan is, you, you mean, you don't know what the player's worth is until right. you send them out. Levy, that's re- that's Levy really needs to see his worth. That's the type no, of shit for, that uh, for you didn't get the ass. Exactly. Like, Jalen, exactly. Like, or Triore, or any number of people that we had 60 meetings with and it just never got done. So... It's it's kind of a bummer that now, like in terms of what needs to get added, like we do still got to go out and, and get a couple guys who will be chased by other clubs. But I mean, I'm I'm in I'm in a good spot right now. I'm happy with how everything's shaking out, and it's it's a nice feeling. I'll be so, so kind of feels all the time. It's so weird. I'm thinking, wow, like happy with the way my club's playing. Like, are people always like this? He doesn't this remember. Like, he doesn't remem- remember his. Roots. He doesn't know. He doesn't remember what it used to be like. You think he, the Sterling. He lives think, in uh, only. He lives in the golden age of Liverpool yeah. right now. You think you Kane, still uh, live in the golden age? Hat-tricks? No, I don't. Yeah, you think Kane tosses him about four assists? Yeah, absolutely. He's just pinging balls. He's like score hundred percent. I don't know. It's been a good. Uh, it seems like it's very good vibes in the team. And I mentioned when we were in our group chat, like how Sonny has been like strangely single a lot of this time. This is he's dated two like pretty high level Korean uh, pop singers. So really, my bad, Sonny. The pop stars. You're doing you. It's Cause gorgeous. Because he's handsome. He's a man, dude. He's so cool. Um, yeah, surging Spurs. I guess they are surging. I get penalties. Like it's a good yes. call. They're they're soaring, dude. They're, <laughs> they're way up there. Both soaring and surging. Um, <laughs> but we did allude to them, and I've been almost more excited to talk about this, but. Were you guys also positive Arsenal was going to lose yesterday? Were you as sure as I was? I just think Newcastle is a very difficult team to play right now. I like, was more sure. I'm not. I don't even know if I was sure, but after the like loss to Spurs and the way that it happened, I yeah, think it's the, like, vi- the vibes were low. For and that. then realizing, yeah, like yesterday when I turned the TV on, I was like, oh shit, this game is in. Like this is at Newcastle, and then obviously the scenes around the park. Yeah, you guys like, mentioned the pregame like, was like shit. electric. Their win rate is. On par with Liverpool and City right now since January, uh, is that what it was? Or it was the top. Four they were or in the top. It was they, it was Liverpool, Tottenham, and Newcastle had the best form since the new year. Yeah, that's yeah. the future, baby. It's gonna be oh. the top three moving forward. <laughs> oh. I'll be fine with it. <laughs> yeah. oh. No, I just think I I think Newcastle. No matter who other, even against City last week, I was surprised by that result. But yeah, like I. I see them as a team really difficult to come up against. Eddie Howe has that team completely um, organized and creative. They, they play creative football. They're utilizing their, their creative players well. And also, you know, Fabian Schar has been excellent in center back. Bruno uh, Gramis has been, he's been like, really good. He's just been a magnificent like midfield. Yeah, he's creative. He can break up play. He he's not, he's not afraid to make like reckless challenges. I mean, safe reckless challenges. I guess if you can and say that's that. That's a guy that was heavily linked with Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I, Cal's I'm, back. I'm Big not Cal's back. I'm dude. not surprised by the result at all. You see that like picture? at all. <laughs> the tooth picture is brutal. Uh, no, I'm not surprised. And I think this was something that a lot of Arsenal fans were like, "What the fuck?" Which is why does Newcastle look like the team fighting for fourth, and we look like the team just begging the season to end? Like there, there was nobody out there that that actually looked like they were giving heart. And Jack, I made some some post game comments. They're all right. Thank he you. was absolutely correct. I mean, yeah. it's tough that he was like he's the throwing armbands, telling the refs or telling the fans to f off. Yeah, like, yeah. Of course, they're going to bring that up when you get behind the mic and say. But he was right. Like, who else is going to say it? Who else? Arteta clearly has sometimes a trouble in post games assessing how his players played. So, like, at least Jaka can get back there and be like, "Yeah, like we're really embarrassed at this, and it's not like good enough." So, and I think. For him as a player, he probably doesn't even give a shit anymore because he's already been through those situations where he's not afraid to 
give his two cents about what's actually going on. And I'm hearing all week Dybala has been like linked with with Arsenal. I don't know how legitimate that is, but not just with Dybala, but with just signings in particular, like it's sort of a no shit call to say that if they don't qualify that the list of players they can go after shrinks a lot. But like, what really do you think? Like how bad are the lasting effects of this? Like, does this, well, they had no European football this year. Right? They had none. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they're back in Europe, I guess is a step up, but it's not champions league. Right. I don't think it'll have lasting effects. Cause I mean, if they were signing players this past year, then I don't think, but the signings didn't, do as much as yeah, I think like Nuno. Like Nuno Tavares is pretty disappointing. Like Lukanga kind of fell out. Lukanga wasn't. It doesn't start anymore. But I mean, just I don't think if Arsenal hasn't lost their allure at this point, I don't think. Yeah, they're I don't think big club big. forever. I, I could totally see that. I think I think people see a result like this and they're like, oh my god, they're going to get relegated next season. The sky is falling. But players will still like you say. I'll always look at Arsenal as a club of like. Well, I know that they pay players a lot, so there's that. But They'll always be able to to bring in a guy, but I don't know. I think I think fourth would have been shooting up for them, so maybe it's unfair to say like it's a complete failure this season to not have made top four because that wasn't really the goal. But I also think that Arsenal are a club that they need to offload players still and badly. But it's been three like Arteta's been in charge for three years. Does he get rid of Lacazette? Yeah, but this has been like we've seen some of the best football Arsenal's played in a. In a while. This season, yeah. But, like, do you think Arsenal could legitimately make a push for fourth next season? Like, do you think they are a legitimate contender where they... Mm, I I still don't think they'll get across the line next season. They're so... I think... But I think a lot of their inconsistencies comes with the players that they have. And I think Arteta does... He does have them playing really well at times and creative... They're playing creative football, Arsenal football... We saw them over the... Well, the course of, what, like, two months or three months where they were absolutely bossing games... And then they would revert back to the the Arsenal way over the last five years. But I think with certain players lost and certain players brought in, I obviously no Champions League puts that you know completely to the side. I just I still think with players pushed out and with certain players brought in, they'll be a threat, enough of a threat for top four. Yeah, you know, United does Arsenal a massive favor by not playing well though. Like we. I think a large part of the reason Arsenal was in that fourth place conversation was because United had such a down year. Like yeah, and Arsenal, they had won a few more games. You guys have more firepower, and in a big game that you have to win, you guys are more likely to win that than Arsenal they are, played so. better football than United did probably all season. Oh yeah, yeah, like a hundred percent. Look at where and Arsenal we're, is. We're going to be a threat next year for top four. You're in sixth place, and you had like the worst season you ever had. But <laughs> but, but with That's that true. said, I think you will that like like. You're going to be more legit. You should not count on planning or should not plan. No, I know, but I'm saying my point is that like, I still think that they're a threat because they are Arsenal football club. They do have the allure that Jalen mentioned. And, and with, I think a lot, like I think Arteta still can do something next season. I I think he just needs to get this team consistent and they're not. I I don't know. My, my hopes are fading for Arsenal, not in the fact that they're going to fall off the face of the earth, but like they're starting to look like, a solidified fifth or sixth place team. And I don't know that they have regardless of caliber of players. I don't know if they have enough of mentality. And I don't think that Arteta brings that conviction that you want to see in your side. Look at, look at what Arsenal did this season. Yes. They played phenomenal football, but any minute they had any sort of pressure behind them. Absolutely crumbled. They fell out of both cup competitions extremely early to obviously like championship sides, as soon as top four is relevant and important and it looks like they could get it, 
they have two horrible performances. Like, it's it just like... But I, th- I think that comes with players in the squad that have been there since... For the past six years, that I don't know if that's five, the case. They got Four, five years. That Odegaard didn't have, even switch on like in these like I would say that I mentality would say that, in the but mindset, that, but that comes the culture. With, like, that comes with players that have been tenured there for years. But I mean, at this point, like I I agree, like they do have those players. But like honestly, in the starting eleven, that's it's, who is th- those players? It's just honestly, it's Jaka. Like there's no other longer tenured player that starts. Laka doesn't start anymore. Hasn't been starting yet. And Enketia was on incredible form, but like he's not a player that it's like you're in a jam and he's not going to go bad goals. I I just don't think Arsenal are going to find that conviction even with a few more signings. Arteta's already spent something like $300 million over the course of three years, and he's still never matched Unai Emery's 70-point mark. So, no, that's a good point. So, Which wh- is like, so I, guess I think the, that's a huge mistake. I guess the question is... dropping Unai, because like, look I, yeah, what he does. I mean, that was... That was they like... Arsenal fans... I mean, this is just fact. A lot of Arsenal fans were terrible to him and wanted him out, I'm pretty sure. And... um who gets signed now? So say they fire Arteta. Who's the manager they bring in? Kind of curious about that. Tristan, I think you should do the honors. Nuno is available. I was going to say Grand Potter for you. <laughs> Grand Potter? <laughs> it would be a viable Grand option. Grand Potter's a Leicester move. We, like, I think... Not a bad shout. That could be its own episode, too. I, I, I think, and this, this will ring true to United, too. You can have the best manager in world football. The players have to be the correct players. Like, a, it, it, I don't... I don't even recall a time where like any team had any real type of success now in the modern day Premier League. Like the coach is important. Klopp is a great example. Klopp's so important and integral to Liverpool, largely it's because he has the right players on the field for his system. Like you, the United team is you're still looking for players for the system that Tenog is going to want to play. You probably need to replace a couple key defenders and midfielders. Like even Spurs are still putting together a team that fits Conte. Our wingbacks aren't good enough to play in a, a, a system like his, but we're going after them. So if you just if you don't have the right players, it doesn't fucking matter who your coach. You could have the best coach on them. You could have Fergie, but the guys out there are going to be the ones getting it done. And I think to your point, you said there's a lot of guys in this Arsenal team that that badly need to get churned over. Not that they are like bad players, but it's like guys like Jaka in the midfield. It's like. Lock is that up top, like you said. Like the, I think personally, I think Gabrielle's a pretty bad player. Yeah, Gabrielle's a good shout, and I mean Cedric Suarez. I don't think he's the worst player in the world, but he definitely. His t- I think his time is just he's not quality enough for what Arsenal want to do. So if it's far I don't from think easy. Pepe is good enough. Pepe, I mean, Liverpool yeah. made Gabrielle. it look easy. Like I think Liverpool makes the recruitment process look like it's super straightforward and easy, but it's like you see how few clubs actually are able to do it. And then coaches just kind of suffer for it. Like, I think it's because Klopp is so certain and knows what style of player he wants and he can recognize that in a player. But I don't know if Arteta knows like the exact style of player or mindset in a player or can recognize it to the degree that maybe some of the Liverpool like recruits can't. Well, like, that, well that, comes with, that comes with experience, and Klopp had plenty of experience before Liverpool. Right, but Arteta doesn't have and that. It, He's three years in. Can he so, find that, and can he change the culture? Because like, Arteta's probably a guy that's going to sign like a player with flair and class, but like, does he bring the guy? Like, Pepe has that. Is he, mean, will, it is wasn't it, his it, signing, yeah, but yeah. Like, Pepe is probably useless in training. He never plays, and like, honestly, he's probably, he probably should hit the road. Yeah, the question is like, where's the player that could come in and when things get tough, the tough get going? I guess kind of Ramsdale situation? was a good signing. But yeah, but I think my question is, who comes in? 
if Arteta's out. And it's like they've been linked to like guys like Gabriel Jesus of City, who like before the last week of Arsenal's existence, you'd think, oh, that's a pretty good pull for them. That'd be a good a good mutual move, but. Jesus isn't going to want to go to Arsenal. Manager like, wise, I don't know if they. Oh, I don't I know if no there problem. is a good. I mean, Graham Potter would probably be the best option. Like, but don't you think the fans would just eat him alive? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. They, for they, sure. You need like you, there's only three managers they, they could would bring like in. insult his looks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like. they would fi- immediately not like him. They would really get after him. They'd, they'd be skeptical from the start that this guy came from Brighton and now he's going to coach this great club like Arsenal. Like he's not. He's not fit to to do that. But it's like you said the same thing about Arteta. At one point, you have to understand that that's like probably not a huge yeah. part of it they might have to stand behind Arteta and I think Arteta still has the potential to probably get the job done but as this year went by and how it looks like it's gonna and appears to that it's gonna end Arteta's looking more to me like an Ole yeah no it's fair yeah. a long-term solution he won a trophy though so no that makes total sense but that, Ole got top four I think so. I think Arteta could get sacked <laughs> mid-season next year 100%. Yeah. So, and, and assuming the right guys on the market, as you point out, like, yeah, there, there yeah. isn't a great I don't, manager. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know any manager. I don't think the, the market's market. that good right now. Like, Pellegrini, is he available still? I think no, he's, he's, no, he, he won on um, the Copa with oh my God, Batiste. Yeah, literally, what? Yeah, like, who, who's even, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't, <laughs> but it's like, I couldn't name one person. Even if they brought in a coach that everyone loves, it's like, if you still have the 11 out there that you have, and it's just a, a case and example of like how hard it is to find the right guys, but, one game left to figure it out, and they still have a chance at fourth. I mean, there's still a chance, so gotta be tuning <laughs> in for something, but it's getting kind of spicy at the other end of the table. couple teams really trying to survive, not drown. Obviously, Watford and Norwich are out of it. Norwich put together one of the worst campaigns I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a pretty typical Norwich campaign. 22 points, negative 56 goal differential, as Shalen kindly pointed out. I really swear, if they just win the championship again next year, I'm just going to be, like, floored. Yeah, right. Uh, so, Watford, Norwich down, Burnley's still alive, Leeds still alive, Everton's still alive, and that's that's sort of the conversation. I mean, at 34, 35, 36 going up. So, I feel like, the well, like, who's your favorite to stay up, honestly? Because mine's Everton at this point. I'd say Everton and Burnley. I do not have any faith in Leeds. Leeds are finding it impossible not to get scored on right now. Though the draw of the weekend was like the best result they've had in a long time, but they just they just get scored on too much. I think Everton will stay up. I definitely think that loss to Brentford was like circumstantial. Re- is really difficult though. Like it's lost. I mean, down to nine men by that. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, like it's just it 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 hits their morale. I still I still think that's the case and. Obviously, I think they'll they'll come out this weekend and and put a shift in. But they play this week, right? Yeah, they yeah. play. Yeah, Burnley have Villa tomorrow, and Everton have Crystal tomorrow. Yeah, so, so that's a difficult matchup. Crystal Palace are oof. are no are no side to you know play down at all. They've been a better team than Everton have been. So I and they know. I think Palace. Who like imagine Palace are the team to be like they're going down. Imagine you're the, you're the team that said, yeah, we put we made sure Everton went down this that's, season. It's a, <laughs> actually bring up a very good point because I'm so glad you brought that up because it's like there are a lot of clubs who are not in any type of conversation. The great example was the Newcastle, Ar- Newcastle Arsenal match. Like Newcastle don't really have anything to play for right now, but of course they knew going into that game Arsenal needed to win and you just want to be, you, you become more relevant that way. Spurs, little club Spurs, knew if they were to get a point against Liverpool, 
that's huge in the title race. That affects everything Liverpool. massively. Ralph Hasselhoff, Hoss- who called the game today against Liverpool, their Champions League final. Because <laughs> yeah. it would have put it, it would have taken them out of title. Which is race, a little so. ridiculous, but but it's a, it's a little, of, it's like yeah, it's I get what he's up. saying. Yeah, yeah like you, yeah. you get to have a massive say in the league today. Like not in the way you probably wanted or imagined back in August, but you can still you, you this team still matters very much to to the to the race of everything. So I, it's it's cool that that the clubs get these moments to shine where you can be like like Norwich this this match day. Norwich, I'm I'm nervous for this game because Norwich will think last game of the season. We haven't scored a goal in like 15 games, but you know what? If we beat Tottenham today, like they'll never forget like what it was like playing us that day. They'll never forget who we are, even you know when we get sent down. But like teams get this chance and they want to make some noise, and they're usually pretty successful. So yeah, no, it's it's gonna it's really tough to call because I I also would pick Everton probably to be the team most likely to stay up. That's only because they've always been up. That's kind of what is like yeah, for and me. I mean, they have a game in hand. They've also been feeding off of the fans' energy, and I think the fans have done a phenomenal job in getting behind them. But when you look at Everton, I was just like, they have no center backs tomorrow. Yeah, they lost, they, uh, they lost Mason Holgate. So Holgate's out. <clears throat> um, Gary Mina's out. They won't play tomorrow. Jared Brathwaite is out, obviously, because... Or, Brathway, yeah. Brathway, yeah, because he got of the that red, red card, and then Michael Keane is suffering from illness, so <laughs> I don't know who the he might he might be back though. He I think might Frank be, that, yeah. but um, so he's Seamus Coleman at the center back role. Yeah, it's gonna be Ben Godfrey at center back. Maybe, yeah, yeah, they could do that. But no, Ben Godfrey's out as well. Oh wow, they're sick, huh? I mean, they're, they're no team deserves that. that is down, they're guys. literally right. in the worst. Like, Frank yeah. took the worst possible job. Frank, he's definitely in his office. Just like, Ugh. But if he does pull this off, I think it's... I mean, even if he doesn't pull it off, he's still doing what he can with the situation that he has. But if he were to pull it off, I think that would give him a lot of confidence. And it is it will keep his CV a little bit higher in terms of just what he's been able to do. Be an Everton legend, yeah. honestly, at this point. if they're like, Because Everton's never been relegated, so if they have this guy that can come in and like save it, even if... Maybe when he was at Chelsea, they didn't like him that much. It's like you can quickly become, you can go to the annals of history in terms of yeah. Everton because yeah, you're only a hero for sure. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'm Everton would be my pick to stay up. Who do you, who do you think? Is I think Everton. I think Everton will stay up. I want them to stay I up. Say Everton. All right. So who's the next team? Because <laughs> I think the who's the other team that's I think stay Burnley up? and Everton will survive, and Leeds okay. will get sent right. down. I say Leeds goes down. I think Burnley goes down. I that was my close second. I think I think Burnley will go down, and I want Leeds to stay up because Jesse Me too. Marsh. Yeah, but I, too. I, I I do think Burnley will go down. I think I think they will. Leeds play gross football. I just can't. I honestly <laughs> just hope Burnley go down. Jesse, they, they sacked Sean Dyche. I think they deserve it. Yeah, it's karma. Well, on a grand scale. We can bungee. I did not do this geographically well. We can bungee back to the top of the table where we join Manchester City in their title charge. Although this weekend didn't go as planned. Little guy named Jared Bowen, Knight in shining armor, wrench into those <laughs> into those plans. But I mean, I don't think there's any reason to panic. I don't think City are panicking. Now the job becomes a little bit clearer. You know, when there's two games, it's like, oh, if we win this and draw this, or do this and do that, it's like now you're like, nope, win final match day. All you got to worry about, and you're set and you're through. So, and we usually say that City are the you know guys in suits with their suitcase show Assassins. up, get the job done. And that's why I think a lot of people find comp. Like I was watching today on NBCSN, a lot of the commentators were saying that 
they don't see City slipping up just because they're so good at not slipping up or yeah. you know getting a result when they need one in the league. I'll, unless it's the Champions League, obviously. <laughs> right. Uh, but I'll even, admit the results even then they fired me. off like two five. 5-1 and 5-0 victory. But also, yeah, yeah. as a response, Which, right. so you'd have to figure they're going to respond. So, but I also don't think Liverpool are going to lose. So it's it's this it's also a situation where who City's playing is Aston Villa, Coutinho, Gerrard. The story. The, the story. Like Liverpool, I'm not like it is like as much as we make fun of it. No Liverpool do live in the story like like landscape. They live in Storyland. They live right? in Storyland. <laughs> yeah, them and their and, fans. And if and if this were if Liverpool were to win the league, it'd be like this. So I think that's what might do it. So I think and I think I think I think Liverpool are gonna win the league. You think? Yeah. You think on the last day it's gonna I, flip? I, th- I think it is, yeah. I really do. Jeez. I hate saying that as a, as a Manchester United I, fan, but I just nah, do think that's what's going to happen. I would be absolutely it. disgusted. It, you're speaking it so that it jinxes and it doesn't happen. I've done yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Uh, I'm looking at you really, really hard. Yeah, right bro. I can see. I would But no, I, I do. I Honestly, it's. I think it's. it could happen. Like It could. Ver- it happened to United on the final day of the season. City won the league. Like, these things happen in the Premier It's not just Liverpool. It's the yeah. Premier League. Like This is just what happens. We're due for a last match day. Yeah, bit yeah. of madness. It's been like 10 years. Uh yeah, I mean, I I'll admit, I'm I still think they're going to get it done. Final game, I think they're going to get all three points. I was shocked that they picked kind of a slip up in thirty in match week thirty seven. This seemed like a match week thirty two or thirty three result, and then they get right, and then they went out. So I was re, I mean, especially when they went down two nil, like I knew they still had a chance, and I knew they were going to get one back, and then you could just we were saying easier, we were saying that we you could like, kind of yeah, tell, you just like, know, see some in the air, but. Uh, I don't know. I think they'll get it done, but I was definitely very surprised at this result. And not that I think they're headed into any sort of like drop next season, but I do think other clubs have put in a lot of work to get better. It's excluding Liverpool. Obviously, they're really they're really close with City, but a lot of other clubs have gotten better too. So I, I do think City will very, very slowly start to plateau after this season. They'll maybe drop a spot each year in the league and... I don't know how much longer a lot of the guys they have will be there. And I, I just feel like it's kind of combustible right now. They do have a lot of mainstays, but it is sort of a combustible club. And they'll win this season, but I think this might be the last season for like a couple seasons. Gundogan's gone after this season. Gundogan's gone. Holland. Yeah, but, like, Holland. but like Liverpool, once again, never lose a fucking game. And then Chelsea, I'm sure, will get a lot better, too. I like to think Spurs and United will be back in the conversation. Dude, Minamino so. and Matic it also, it also could be where they put their efforts into, because Champions League is still the one thing that sets City apart from the rest in terms of like legacy and being a top club. Everybody always says they need to win the Champions League. They need to win the Champions League, which is partially true. I do think that's important. I feel like they don't need to, but I think it's more of like a you've already done this so much in the Premier League that like it's kind of absurd that you can't do it in the Champions League yeah. type of thing. Well, less it, a big deal than other people see it. I, I would agree with you there. Like, I don't think it's the end of the world. But like, I don't, the sky isn't falling when City lose in Champions League. But in the same vein, it's always going to be there. There's always going to yeah. be that little note of like, yeah, but you know, yeah, yeah but you didn't do this, right? Exactly. That's I think. How the game I think is. the cha- I still. I believe the Champions League is the presti- the most prestigious thing any club could win in Europe. So I do think that's what sets them apart from well, all the teams apart from them because they haven't won it yet, and it's what makes it's what's it's what state um, glues, you know. Is what glues a team to yeah a historic. It's really historic the only true European football world trophy. Like there yeah. aren't a lot of other. There's domestic competitions that are a big deal. Obviously, your main league, but 
you think about it, like there's not a lot of other world trophies that are more. There's not more That's trophies the biggest, that are the biggest club so trophy that you can win. It makes That's sense why guys like De Jong are like, no, I want to be playing in the Champions League every season because that's what I grew up watching. I think it can be kind of insane sometimes. You never really know when your team is going to qualify. We saw Barcelona get knocked out of Europa this league or this year. So it's tough to say. Um, but either way, I think I think they will win this season, but then we'll kind of start to see maybe slight power shift. But then again, this is all me forgetting that they just signed Holland. So like... Watch me pick them to win when we do our predictions next season. Liverpool? Liverpool. What about them? We're, uh, we got another trophy in the cabinet. I guess I'll start there. Um, so showed up, another final against the Blues, and another final that goes to penalty kicks. And, of course, I just think, like, statistically, it's probably not great odds that you win two penalty shootouts against the same team in <laughs> yeah. the same season. Um, so ridiculous. It's insane. And yeah. as far as the game goes, the minute that I saw Sadio miss the fifth, that would have been the go-ahead kick. I was like, that's where the momentum shifts. And I personally feel that in a penalty shootout, once the momentum shifts away from you once, it doesn't shift back. So I was like, yeah, Chelsea have the advantage. They're also kicking first, so that puts all of the pressure on Liverpool to make. Um, but Allison just showed up, and I don't think he got enough credit for the save. Obviously, Timmy, Timmy Koss. Timmy, a legend Timmy. is made. But he, 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 the Greek Scouser. The Greek Scouser. He's been singing that all week. Um, yeah, that was just that was the trophy that we needed. Klopp has won everything he possibly can as a uh, English club and like manager. He has six, all six. As does Trent at the age of twenty three. I think he's someone who probably flies under the radar in the generational talent category. That's not true at all. Please take that back. <laughs> Plus, that is so ridiculous. That, that also that's, has, a, that's a Liverpool comment that gets has, people tight. That's he a, has been. Named the best fullback in the world for like th- two years now. But I think that... The, the, oh, the, you've been arguing it. No, no, no. no. The, the generational talent no. thing, I think, almost does him no. a disservice. Like, when I look at... Like, he's very no talented. Shame. Yeah, Shut but up, like... Kai. You're so shameless. It's, it's, it's a higher compliment to say Trent as like, through hard work, like, he's... Each season he's got he's he's gotten better each season. Now he's like a better defender than he was in earlier seasons. Well, yeah, that so was always like, his knock was he couldn't defend, but this season he's probably been like... He's, he's been... There's that's hard as shit, so... Better. There's never been any doubts on Trent and his ability. That is just and his and his talent. Like he is definitely up there in this generation as one of the best fullbacks. And you players. just said he was the best, and now you're saying he's one of. You said he was downplayed <laughs> as deep. Yeah. What are you talking? I said in the world of generational talents, you hear Foden's name over and over and over because and over again. Because they're attacking players. Yes, so Foden is like, oh, Foden's going to win. Oh my god! Attack, I would like, say you hear young Trent's play, name. Is kind young of a player of the amount. year. Trent can win young player of the year. Why is he not in the conversation? Because he's a fullback. That's honestly what it is. He offers more assists than Foden as a fullback. Look, this is. I know he's this is going in a lot of players. Why doesn't Trent want a fucking champion? Uh, fucking Ballon d'Or yet? I don't know. He's not probably never going to win one. How a lot of players in football history have not won, but Ballon d'Or has been given the credit they have with awards because of where they play on the field, and that's just fact. It's not just Trent. It's not just I'm Liverpool. Not saying thing. It's not. I'm not talking. Yes, you are. You're making it seem like it's only. I'm a just saying thing. he he oh he won. Gosh. He has won all six trophies. Congratulations, Trent. So, so did you know? There's plenty plenty of players out there who have won plenty at his age. He's still a talent. He's one of the best in the world. But stop acting like he has not been given the credit where the credits do. He has been. Stop, please. It gives me a headache. Maybe, maybe it's it's crazy. Crazy. I think he's is he England's best young talent. 
right no, now. No, no, no. Jude, Why? Jude, Jude Bellingham's the best young talent. I think Phil Foden is. In what sense? And is what who he's you, won. Who should go first, me or him? What Phil Foden's won? What he's done for City, <laughs> the, the shifts he's put in. He's not. Yeah, I'd, I'd Foden's say, only been playing first team football for two seasons. I I agree with your argument. How? But like for that's my, what I'm saying, bro. If you're, you're like who's a better young English player? I would I would say Jude Bellingham's probably a better young English player. He's in a role where he's asked to do more. He's more mature. He's younger than Trent is, and he's. Trent was doing it three years ago. Trent was doing it. To your point, like Ballon d'Or, though, if he was going to win a Ballon d'Or, it would have been a couple seasons ago. I, I think, unfortunately, that window has passed. I don't think but a fullback has ever won. I don't, I'm not saying he's going to win the Ballon d'Or. I'm not saying that. I said young player of the year right. for one. So It's just a position he plays. Like, so he can't get it. How can he? He has more goal. He has the highest assist. It doesn't matter. He's, like, just not, he's just not. It's just not. Like, defenders don't get those awards. Van Dyke won player of the you season. You ever heard of Zanetti? Like, Ruben he Diaz won player Milan, of the season. He won the Champions League, Serie A. You know, Fullbacks you, just don't get it. You wanna, have you heard, not, have you heard of Roberto glam. Carlos? These players have been players. I mean, I'm pretty sure Roberto Carlos didn't win Ballon d'Or, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> but these I'm are not talking Ballon d'Or for one. I don't know where that, that came from. You brought it up. But right? that, <laughs> that, that, you, that, you. that is a generational talent. That is the young high, talent. <laughs> that is the highest club. That is the highest player accolade you could win in any terms of generational talent or or talent pool that there is. It's just not. I I don't think. I don't think it's fair to say that he hasn't been given the credit to, to be a generational talent or he, no one's acknowledged him. I think he's only been acknowledged. And the only way people can um, discredit him is by saying his defense is shit. Like you but mentioned. it wasn't this season. But I didn't say it. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying the, that's the, you have to look at people will look for that as a reason to downplay him. But clearly everyone's talking about him as being a great player. So stop. You, you, you're, you're building up the story that isn't there. I mean, you just said Foden's the best, and I mean Trent has far far surpassed him. I would say. I'm just. I, why do you not think Jude Bellingham's the best young English talent? Because he's not old him. enough. Yet. Well, you said best young English talent. <laughs> yeah, so. but he's not like <laughs> shouldn't his shouldn't his youngness be the best part about him? No, I don't think he hasn't proven it enough. If he <laughs> so comes to the saying. Premier League and doesn't, I mean, Foden's won more trophies than him too. Yeah, but he hasn't contributed okay. more. Connor goes and he has to come to the Premier League, and he's saying there's no English bias. <laughs> Foden comes <laughs> off the bench, gets his goals. This season has been the first season. This and last season were the first two seasons that Foden <clears throat> has been a staple. Trent has been a staple in this Liverpool side for four seasons. I'm not saying it wouldn't be cool to see a fullback win the yeah, PFA Player of the Year, but it's just client. not. Young player. <laughs> young player of the year. I'm not saying <laughs> Which that. again, June I mean, has Ruben, the edge. Ruben Diaz, won, Ruben Diaz won PFA Player of the, of the Year last year. Yeah. Am I correct? Fact check, you did. Yeah. So, he's a center back, yes. Fact check. Fact Van Dyke won it. Yeah, so I'm saying, I just think that... Defenders can win the award. I'm not full saying they can't, dude. but fullbacks just don't, and that's just fact. Ashley Cole never won it. Ashley Cole was one of the best fullbacks in English Trent's history. had far more assists than Ashley Cole ever has. Ashley Cole was a way, was a mile heads defender than Trent Alexander was. Stop. Fullbacks, this season, fullbacks weren't, fullbacks weren't always just people that went forward and crossed. Yeah, but that makes more sense. Cross. That makes more sense Played when they just the have box. a defensive role. The, the amount that he's contributing in attack this season, like it, it can't, it can't be argued and the ability to defend. I mean, it's still average. I think if Bruno has, 13 assists the in the league, you'd be all over him. You'd be like, oh my God, Bruno, like, look, if you're, all every, he can do is assist. Fan, if every, Sancho had 13 assists as a winger, you'd be like, <laughs> he has to win. Have you ever heard of the boy that cried wolf? <laughs> if, yeah, if, if Sancho had 13 assists, you'd be all over him for just being a winger. Look, you got a trap game match week 38. You have Wolves, and Wolves are known to give big clubs a hard time. I mean, I, I just don't envision any scenario in which you don't get all three points. I, 
I think we played them on the last game of the season. You're home. Year? You're at, it's at Anfield. Like City are home too, but I I feel like I don't know. I again I don't think any miracles will happen on on match week 38. I think the standings of the top yeah, four now City is how it. it'll finish. Right. But <sighs> I think it depends. Another wrench in it could just be like if Salah's not healthy, if Van Dyke's still not healthy, Fabinho's going to be questionable. Obviously, the squad that you saw today did make it look a little more difficult, despite despite controlling a lot of the game. And so like you, you, you came out like, on top, though. It's like this. Whole, it's it, you could see they thought about it a little bit more though as Southampton started to press them. Yeah. Um, just that they weren't that like cool, composed, ready to defend, and they did stick it in and defend, but they also didn't look like they had that little bit extra to go and get a goal if we needed it. The Matip goal, you have to admit and say that was complete, like, that was very lucky. He even said post-match that it was lucky, so um, I don't don't think we'll necessarily drop points to Wolves, but I think City's also going to take it, so um, that's just what they do. Like, if City came away this season without... trophy that just wouldn't make any sense to me like yeah we're so accustomed to them winning a trophy and all they have to do is win one more game they haven't lost back-to-back games in the league since 2020 december 2020 i'm pretty sure so it's just like i think city get it liverpool are gonna give everything to wolves because they know how much it means and they just want to prove to themselves that like they did everything they possibly could to be there and i it also is the fact that that's the last open match that they play until the final. So it, it does mean something in the buildup. Um, but also props to the players today for just going out and getting it done. I mean, Minamino on the score sheet saw a crazy stat. He has 11 shots on target this season, and he scored t- 10 goals or something. I ridiculous. mean, that's effective. And yeah. Matip gets another goal. I yeah. don't even know if you already brought that up or not, but we. Maybe... I just said it was lucky, but yeah, I, I was saying Matip and his like attacking contributions, his center back goal, no such thing as lucky. <laughs> he should win, he should win PFA Player of the Year. <laughs> maybe well, young player. Well, I don't year. know why you say that sarcastically. <laughs> I'm making a joke, age. pal. Yeah. Let me look up his age. <laughs> look, I do want to no, talk about. Like <laughs> I do want to talk about the championship promotions, but I saw today and I was kind of curious about this. The Premier League is introducing two new awards next season. Did, you, did any of you guys see this? Oh, the God. right back, all, all American. <laughs> the regular aged right back of the year award, which Trent will now be eligible for as a regular aged uh, player, not young. Uh, no, they're adding the least likely comeback of the year. That's very, that's very, that's least very, likely. That's, like, that's just a comeback player of the year. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, 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 that's very American. I thought you were saying very like, American. that's very American. That's very NFL. Do you have a comeback? Like who's the comeback player of the year? Not to be on the spot, but he was on all last I season. I hate that you're right. No, he, he was out all last oh. season. And he's oh, back from this last season. year. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, you'd have to kind of, I mean, that's kind of unfair. He would be in the show. Don't act like you haven't seen a <laughs> torn. That's kind of, un- I don't wouldn't, I would not say him. He's, how, he's clearly going to be a fucking staple. How, how many comeback stories if, have there been? Like how many, how many people were, how many players defied the odds to come back? Like, wouldn't that only be like one guy per season? Um, no, there's a ton of injuries. I mean, like, oh, I guess does, does it have to be an injury? I guess. Yeah, that's what I was. That's I guess what I was that's kind of what you think. Like, like yo, you well, suck so happen? bad. Unless it's COVID. Like, I know. I, I yeah. think, I'm thinking like oh, they had a bad season last year, and then they came back this season. And fucking no, I think it's no, more com- injury. Com- oh, okay. That would be like comebacks, most in comebacks. Comebacks usually injury. All right, yeah. so then Van Dyke's fine. Van Dyke would be a shout. And the other one is most powerful goal. That's the description. Is the most powerful goal. So I'm thinking, is this powerful in terms of like 
the title race. This was, oh. or is it like who kicked the ball into the back of the net? <laughs> I was going to say, is like, that just going to be like a statistical? How is this judged? Like, Are they measuring the speed of the ball? Like, I, is it just more of like a wow? He, that was a cracker. He got a hold of that one. Like, I mean, I guess you can't. It's, really, it's just going to be like whoever scored the goal to win that team the title. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah right? I feel like we can't really tell. Is that what they're going to mean? Is that what it's or is powerful? Mean, like, I think just purely like uh, I thought just like Belters. Who on, who plays on Crystal the lefty on Crystal Palace? Who had that crazy Alisa? volley against no. Andros Townsend? Remember Townsend. that goal he had like a couple oh, of seasons yeah, yeah. ago? Midfield, yeah. Or the crazy what ass was volley. The Spurs absolute rocket. Lanzini Manuel Lanzini yeah, that would win it. And the one counter. you scored one against Liverpool though. It was um, the midfielder. Oh, Hoiberg. No, it was like a long time, like four oh, years ago. Oh, like Wanyama. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, every year, oh my god. Every year they go. Throwback to this Victor Monyoma going at Liverpool, and then we lose like three nothing to Liverpool. And all the comments are like, "Stop showing this fucking goal! No one cares about this goal. He plays in the MLS now. We haven't beaten Liverpool in like eight years. Like, stop showing the last good thing we I did against them." Monyama. Yeah, he's the man. He plays for Montreal. I mean, that's what I think. He was of, nasty. When I think most power, powerful goal, that's what I think. Who kicked it the be. hardest? Like, who kicked the ball the hardest? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was. I was Salah just would win somehow on a curler. Yeah, on the a Chelsea penalty. goal. Shut up. One that of his belter. one of his penalties would be Puskas uh, award my ass would be would be brought up. So championship, I'm like, I feel like I put myself on the spot because we were just talking before, like what the deal is with the playoffs. Now we know who's coming up. We know Fulham's rejoining us. We know Bournemouth's rejoining us. Do any, of, do any of you have any semblance of hope that these two teams will stay up next season? Oh, I if so if Leeds and if Leeds stays up, Southampton like. I think they would do better than them. I don't know. I, just, I, I think Bournemouth will stay up. Yeah, they're they're just. I, I it does seem like that's the case. Is like it doesn't matter who wins the championship. The team more likely to stay up is the teams that like Brentford or, or yeah, like Brentford. Um, I don't know if Sheffield won it when they came. well Sheffield was horrible when they came up. No, they were no, they good were really season. good. They were really they good. Were awful. Yeah, they were then awful. they were bad. Mm. I don't but remember like, if they won. Is it, just well coached. I mean, Sky Parker knows what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Nottingham Forest and Huddersfield are fighting it out for the last playoff. If, Hutter, if Huddersfield like, comes up, remember man. Hud Hud? They came up like I think a, they a, a, like, a while, while ago. A while ago, yeah. I remember having them. Up. Huddersfield, who played um, for them? Aaron Moy. Aaron yeah, Moy. the boy. Aaron Aaron Moy. Moy. Yeah. Yes. He was a good shout. He was a he was a beast. He was the <laughs> man. Uh, I would like to see Nottingham Forest back up. I don't really have a preference. They beat some big. They beat someone in the FA Cup. Not it's just a historical club. You know, it'd be nice to see them. Oh right. Well, isn't doesn't um who's a full, who's a fullback on the Jed Spence? So I'm pretty sure there's links Man, from Jed Spence baller, to dude. United. Typical United, they're trying to no, sign, I, I trying to hoard the talent off yeah. of Nottingham in case they get promoted. So Jed Spence drop to him again. Jed's wow. a baller. You're actually like you're you're on a different level today, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling good, Trent's man. underrated. I don't know. <laughs> Those words never nonsense. came out of my mouth. Trent is young. You might as well have said it. Might as well have said it. He doesn't get the accolades. You should get. There really does need to be a cap for young player of the season. Like I'm sorry, I know. I don't think. Young, I don't think twenty. Well, twenty three. It's in normal sense twenty three is young. Yeah, but it, just in football standards now, like you got Billy Gilmore's fifteen year old ass out there running. Yeah, around like eighteen year old, eighteen year olds and nineteen year olds are like yeah. staple. And if you're not good at nineteen or twenty, your career is over. Yeah, but, yeah. but then it also sucks because then you have like the people like Gallagher who's like just breaking onto the scene and had like a crazy season and like. He should be in the running because he's still only 23. Yeah. You know, so it's tough. I mean, but. we have plenty of time this summer to talk about the offseason and the transfer window. But if you guys had to pick one realistic, and Andrew, I really only say that because I don't want you to say De Young. I'm not, I, that's fair. 
Thank you. What's one realistic signing that you want your team to make? No uh, Mbappe, because that already happened. So you have to pick a different one. Is there a player you guys have your eye on where you're like, oh, man, Jed Spence. Like, you brought him up, like, great, great name. And somebody who I think could would automatically jump was like Wamba Saka. But I mean, what do you think? Not to put you on the spot first, but anyone, does anybody want to go first? I'll, I'll go. I know. I know. Based I know. off what, like what I've been researching Outside and stuff. Him? I'd say Jed Spence or Paul Torres are two players that I would love to see. Spence is that I realistically could see coming. I don't have enough. Like I can't speak highly enough of him. Honestly, he's especially because young English talent. It's nice to see him also enter that chat, but tough to get into that England team now, especially at right back. It really does yeah. suck. That's his position, but um, that'd be big. Paul Torres, I think also would be the would be another nice. center, center back alongside Varane, I think would be very ideal. So Jalen, is there a future Blanco you'd love to see in, in Teacher, Blanco? Teacher many. Ooh. <laughs> I know. That's why I was looking at you. I knew what you were going to say. out of his brain. And now you can't say that one because he already said it. Oh, come on. Yeah, well, I sorry. want him. Too, too many. <laughs> yeah, I think Liverpool is going to get him, but he would be so sick next to Kamavinga. Killian and he's going right? to say Jude Bellingham, which is going to get me annoyed. No, I'm not, that's not realistic. <laughs> Did you see the, the – you sent the tweet that was like uh, Liverpool approached Killian. Yeah, he was. It, it was. Klopp was asked about that today in a presser. Well, it was him, like there was a bunch of weird ones, like Liverpool and Barca. But he, the Liverpool one, that one that I sent you was mad fake. But he was just like, yeah, like we tried, nothing happened. I moved yeah. on. I yeah, didn't really care. Klopp said like, <laughs> obviously we're going to be interested in talent like Mbappe. <laughs> he's like, he's the best I'm player sh- in the world. He's I'm one sure. Of I'm sure loads of clubs are. Um, I don't even know. I, I think Tushmanet. That's like the one player that we're really. You see his two goals the other day. Yeah. They were sick. Yeah, heavily linked with. Yeah. I mean, we have. A, I'm excited. He's already signed, but Fabio Carvalho is going to be an exciting player to watch. That's not. But that's not what we asked. We asked who Tushmanet. I, I, that's <laughs> the guy that I want. I don't. I don't really see. I haven't seen you really linked with anyone. No, else. yeah, I really we're, yeah. we're never, really are never, we're yeah. never until like the last until the day moment. of until you sign yeah. like a random like German right DS. mid. <laughs> You're gonna sign like a random German right mid from like Werder Bremen and like I, I mean it's not gonna be a defender. I think it's gonna. Have what about to Nine, be. what about Nunez? Do you that, see that being? I, I, I just don't think it's realistic. I, I don't think we need it that bad where we're going to shell out that amount of cash. I think we'd rather save for Bellingham maybe next. I think a hot take is anyone that pays for Nunez this summer is going to regret it. I think he's yeah, just, no, he's, I think he's I, just really, way, I think he's just way too much money. I think he's really raw, but there's a lot of players he's just too good looking. There's yeah. there's a lot of players <laughs> like that too. The man, the man bun. I feel like there's a lot of players like that too that come from the Portuguese league. Unfortunately, that like. They like they they do really well and then they go into a different club and it takes a while for them to settle and if they don't then obviously the pressure comes if it's a high price tag. It's like it's either one side or the other because a lot of like the best players in the world have come for the Portuguese. Oh, hundred percent. But like like Louis, recent, like like Diaz like Diaz as yeah. of recently is probably the most star. There was another Porto one. player that we were linked with that I can't think of. Was it the center mid? Um, so, uh, it's also going to be interesting to see who leaves because, like, if Mane leaves or anything like that, like we're gonna... yeah, I feel like you're more linked with people like leaving than you are coming in. Yeah, especially if you're not paying Salah three hundred fifty thousand yeah. pounds Tristan? a week. You know, would you say Dabala is uh, is realistic, or and you guys yeah. can shoot that out of the sky if you don't think that? I don't think it's shit. not realistic, but I think this the. That ship has sailed. Yeah, like two seasons ago. Yeah, I think it's possible because you have Conte now. 
he was interested in Arsenal. Apparently, there was legitimate Arsenal interest. I refuse to believe that there was Arsenal interest and no Tottenham interest. Seriously, and you're, you have the strongest point, especially because of Conte. That would be what I thought was Not kind even of the Conte, the sporting, the sporting director. What's his name? Paratici. Yeah, like... The man. All right, well, if not, I would say... The thing is, he's a striker, and we don't really need a striker, but Lotaro from Inter Milan is somebody we've also been shopping around for. The, the caveat there would be... Well, I guess not a caveat, but a nice thing would be that Arsenal are trying to also get him. So, can add to the list of Do players. Do you guys just, like, like, hear who each other are trying to get, and then you just toss your point, names in it? Jay, probably. Yeah, I would not be surprised if that's how North well, London they, business was conducted. They can't but. say they want a player, because then the other teams just go and Yeah, so they have to, like... <laughs> from out, out from so underneath. So those two have to... They have, they have to have, like, a secret deal. Those two have to fight over a player to make it look like that player's ass. Agreed. Just make sure you don't send the contract over with the wrong player's name on it. You don't have we'll any... try. <laughs> it's hard match? not to do that, though. Sometimes you forget to check the name on the paper before you press send to the email, so... you have any wingbacks that come... I need... Wing back market. Center back wise, I think you guys, that's like the biggest area that you need to strike. Is, is there scr- it's I don't like, like any bit of a chance? Scrinyar, that I haven't heard anything he's been about like the, Scrinyar he's been like, for like two years. For so long. This, like, I would have loved to bring up a defender and like with Conte, it's like I think wing backs first, but I'm like, the market kind of sucks right now. Like you, you do see Conte as a guy who could pull, but like, I, like for, for a while before he made the move, like Spurs looking at Hakimi, and I feel like. You can't really do better in terms of a right back than Hakimi. So I, yeah. that would be a good one. It would go Trent. off name alone. Trent. <laughs> Trent. Oh, who's a, there's a little a, bit older than I'd like, but you know. there's an older wing back that's leaving a club. It's like a skinny white dude. Marcus Alonso? No. I'll take him. <laughs> no, you don't want him. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Alert the Theo traffic Hernandez would be sick, too. Yeah. Either the I feel like, like Conte's going to go shopping in, this, in Syria. He'll dig someone out. I don't know. Now that Mourinho's there, I saw a, a, that's who I saw a die ball linked with. I saw him linked with AS Roma. With Roma. Yeah. I mean, Tammy could want to make a push back to. Tammy's playing prime. like freaking R9. Yeah, right but not, now. not with Kane at Spurs. Oh, not to Spurs, but when's, I can see him going to Arsenal. When's their final? There's just after the Champions League final, right? I have no idea. Who's? The Conference League <laughs> Conference final. League. The Europa League. Oh, my God. It goes Europa League, I think. How yeah. long is that competition? It's, it's in the final now. Yeah, but like, I how feel depressing like is that? That your final is after the Champions League? No, 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 it has, it has, no, it has, no, it has to be before. It has to be like, com- it has to go for Conference League, Europa League, and then probably like the same day, like three o'clock in yeah. the morning. It starts a minute before the Champions League final. It's Roma. It's Roma, and I don't know the other team. Yeah, I gotta watch it. It's like um, they beat. It it's crazy because I haven't watched one Europa League. We don't get the game. channel. Oh, you will next year, boy. Don't you worry about that. Wow. 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 You'll be watching I, plenty of Europa League. I kind of set myself up for that <laughs> one. You'll be watching yeah. next year. West Ham. Who the heck was it? Fane? You know what? Feyenoord? Last point before we wrap. Uh, not that I'm in a rush, but we yeah. didn't bring up Mark Noble. And oh, yeah. Against City, I mean, it would have been nice to send yeah, him off with all three points, but Mark Noble, a nod, a legend. You won't get a lot of one club I think the Noble thing that he did... Wink, wink. Damn. No pun intended. Turn the volume down because of all the laughter on this. <laughs> Sorry for your ears, guys. <laughs> but no, he did state before the match that he did not care if he got um, minutes and like a, a last game reception, you know, on the, actually on the pitch because he wanted to ensure that the team was best suited to win. Uh, 
uh, luckily he did get it. He, I mean, fortunately he got it and was able to say his goodbyes on the pitch in the in the you know open play. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really respectful of him to be, just be like, I don't care if I play or not. I just want my team to win. Um, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd be like drunk, like you put put me in a goalie. I don't care. <laughs> I get to do whatever I want today. It's like senior night for me, okay? And you're gonna put me where I say. And then we got to see Pep uh, seductively whisper. That was the most ear. sensual thing I've ever watched. Like yeah. both hands just yeah. He just he like sort of gripped the back of his head. He was like, like rubbing his mouth against his cheek. I feel like, like Pep before he even did bro, that, he was doing this to Mark Noble. Yeah. I feel like Pep, yeah, yeah, feel like like Pep does that though. I feel like when yeah. he, when whoever he talks to a player, like brings him in really close. Pep, Unless it's Kimmich, he just screams at him. <laughs> you should, yeah, you should just yeah, absolutely Force bell in Kimmich's face. I think I thought I thought it was so funny when he did that. Um, d- you won't see a lot of other one club guys moving no, forward. What, so Pep like, praises players like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he said afterwards was like he just thinks like the world of players and good for Mark. Mark Noble is also just like a very good human being. He consistently played around. in the Premier League. Except for, when he tried to take Paul Pogba's eye out. Oh yeah. I mean that was everybody cra- has bad days. That was a crazy yeah. fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, and he stayed on the field. Like he like he didn't even get a red or anything. He like tried to take I his wish face. He was off. making like an MLS jump. That'd be cool. No, he needs to go just chill. No, he needs to, yeah, he needs to relax. Go, he needs to go sit at home. Let rest those legs of his, his kids. Yeah, yeah. His, his kids are mad cute. Are, are they? Cares yeah, they're mad cute. Skirtle retired. Another guy needs to go relax. Oh. <laughs> we can call that. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Skirtle and Mark Noble. And I think Skirtle. I just think Martial's first goal. Yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. That's one eleven. That is episode. I meant. No. Yeah, we got that. Talk to you postseason. Yo. Wraps up. I'm on family vacation. Boys are holding it down this weekend. You're not going to want to miss that. Yep. Final game day is always a humdinger. Jay, did Madrid play the, at any time that day? Or are they? You know, uh, yeah. They already got the, the league locked yeah, up. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's not like that would matter. They're all on vacation anyway. But I don't even know if they've won a game since They're they won vacation, the league. They're on vacation. Still <laughs> in the season. Them all. Oh, well, they beat a team like 7-0, and then after that, yeah. it was all right. It's disrespectful. It was disrespectful. But take it away. <laughs> Thank you for joining the Howlers podcast here. It's always great to have you. Be sure to check out all of our links in our link tree. Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. It's all there. Check all the platforms for streaming our episodes. Talk soon. Bye-bye now.